Hello and welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange Gaming Podcast, where we connect industry leaders to discuss experiences, challenges and successes in the gaming industry. I'm Adam and I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by Carlos Wazek, Martin Kupski and Freya Pell to discuss creating an art style. Before we jump into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions of who you are and what you do. Carlos, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so my name is Carlos. I am an artist. I did a bit of everything through my career. Uh, right now, I am part of a small startup and I'm still an artist, uh, but I'm incursing more into art direction as well. But we, um, the two artists that we are there, we still do all the art that's needed. Nice. And uh, Martin? I'm Martin and I'm the UI lead at Toadman Interactive and a uh, indie artist, or I should say just uh, part of a two-man studio, basically. So I'm doing everything but programming, basically. Nice. And finally, Frey. Hello, I'm, I'm Frey and I'm the concept director at Ripple Effect Studios. And uh, that's basically a fancy name for saying that I'm a concept artist oversees other concept artists. Awesome. As always, uh, you've each got brought a question for discussion relevant to creating an art style. So we'll work our way around the room uh, with your question and your reasoning behind of it. And each of you will be able to give your take on the current situation or the question. So let's start with Carlos. Is it uh, how to how did you learn to art direct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I thought I thought about that. And I think the the first I mean, I really learned to art direct by doing and i'm not i don't think i'm quite there yet but uh, most most of my career i i learned more of the theory by being lucky and working having people that that were really good art directors uh and there's a couple of names that come to my mind is like i work with uh, david taylor uh when i was doing Need for speed and i learned a lot from him like just just looking at how he treated uh us as an artist as artists and how he talked with the uh, with the bigger team, well, the, the, all the creatives, all the producers, and just how he managed to pretty much keep everybody happy and and focus on the product. So that that was quite a quite an experience uh, just to see him work. And then at uh, when I was at Dice, I didn't work directly under um, Robert Samelin, but um, I usually went. Uh, Frey, you remember maybe I, I was cruising around the concept art team room so i was i was chatting with uh, with the guys there and uh, i just i also learned just from like chatting with him I, I, a bunch of things and all of these were just concepts but it didn't start until i joined um uh, this uh, my colleagues and now we have uh, wild games we are we're nine people and we're small so we really have to do everything and that's what i actually really started to learn uh, how to do that and it was and it was a little bit what I expected. I knew it was a lot of uh, not just doing art, but uh, working with other artists and supporting them and and trying to trying to bring the best out of them. And I had one artist. He he left the company um, after after a while. It was it wasn't it wasn't his thing, but it was a great experience because um, I was uh, I I I feel like we work nice together. I was able to um, uh, grow him a little bit, and he he I mean he also obviously he he put a, a lot of effort and work, but it was it was interesting to actually guide someone and and suggest what things we could do or not and develop the art direction and all that. But um, yeah, mainly it was it was my experience now with. Games. We are running three years in the company, and it was just mainly by doing, doing, trying to remember the things that we've done before, and 
and more than anything, I think it's the uh, just just focusing on delivering a, a nice product, which ultimately is what what we all want. Awesome. So I guess we'll go to uh, Frey next. With uh, how, how did you learn to art direct? Well, well I, I, I'm not really certain if I ever learned or if I if I even know know how to do that. I think I think it's sort of kind of a, a ongoing process. I, I don't know if you you can ever even learn it. Like you, you can get better at it, or you can find your own way way to do it but but it's it's in, in a way I, I would say it's it's pretty similar to carlos's is, is is that i i've worked with some really really great and inspiring people and i've tried to sort of pick up some some uh, ways of doing things from from them i've, I've like robert samaline was mentioned he's he's, he's an excellent uh, artist to work with and re really good director who knows exactly what he wants and and that's 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 one of the things that i've, I've tried to in, in corporate as well to a, a sort of a certainty of vision whenever you interact with other people that, that seems to be comforting to a lot of people okay and uh martin uh how did you learn to art direct oh uh yeah as everybody else said like you're still on a learning path um i mean from a broad perspective it's all about communication like if you don't can't really handle the communication you're not going to be able to art direct and like speak to people because people are like the artists are people. Uh, and then you kind of need to have a broad sense of what is good and bad in art. Uh, I think uh, a lot of artists or a lot of art directors I worked with uh, have been not just like good artists, usually they are, uh, but you don't have to be. Uh, you kind of need a good sense of what looks nice and what works well with the, the project. I mean, uh, it, all art directors don't need to be able to kind of render whatever they want to be made. They can just communicate via other means. So that's my take on it, at least. Nice. Uh, Carlos, what are your uh, thoughts on what's been said there? I have to say, because the, um, I did have a couple of art directors who were amazing artists, and they, they told me, like, I had this, this friend of mine, he told me that he actually didn't like art directing because he doesn't do as much art as he was as he would like to do uh so then i, I kind of then that, that was many years ago but i i realized that okay so basically art director is not like the next step after you've become like a lead of concept or something like the next step is not necessarily being art director and not necessarily the best painter who's going to be the art director it has to be those qualities like uh, martin like you said it's it's a if, if you cannot draw draw it um for you know you find you find someone better and you're like okay this guy can do it better or this girl can do it better and that encourage that that's to grow mm. definitely and so uh i guess i have a question for you for you all then um whoever can answer it first uh if anyone's listening that's uh, a junior or mid artist that wants to to be an art director um what advice would you give them i would say don't do it <laughs> oh don't be so hard <laughs> uh but if they were so set on being an art director and uh, they didn't mind giving up some of the uh hands-on art what would you uh, recommend they do or focus on uh, just being an artist actually it's just like i think you will i think it's well obviously this is my opinion but i think you will hurt your career if you just jump directly into art directing may, 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 you know maybe you feel and it's pulling to towards you and you know i feel like i i I want to do this, but there's so so many skills that you develop through the, your career, just doing the art and with people, soft skills, all these things, and it's kind of necessary to go through that, I think. I think you need experience in order to do the directing part uh, itself. I mean, if a junior comes in trying to direct, it could work depending on the person, but 
yeah, I, I think you need kind of to know how all departments work and how, like how the machinery of game development kind of goes together. Yeah. Uh, Frey, looks like you want to jump in there. Yeah, I, w I was uh, just going to say that it, it, I think it pays off to, to to spend a little bit of time to clarify to, to, or to get good at structuring your thoughts on, on, on things. Uh, and, uh, and that can take some time to not not be so impulsive about how, how you approach art because it's it's especially for the communications aspect it's really important to be able able to to properly convey what you mean in a structured way and 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 that can take some time to achieve yeah definitely uh, so those are some good insights there into uh, art direction so uh, i guess we'll move on to our next question from martin Yes. Uh, how do you guys tackle new projects and to get everybody on board on, on the new project? Uh, well, I can start with just saying kind of how I thought about this. Uh, it's like every time I start a new project, it's like you're trying to gather as much inspiration and kind of like getting people to know the vision of the thing. Not all, not particularly with like just visuals but also like um what's it called the feel and like the the direction of the project itself uh, so just setting up guidelines and stuff like that but uh that comes later usually so I, I just wanted to hear what everybody else has to say about that like do you use mood boards you have like uh, art bibles all that swag like i usually go for like a mood board first just to get everybody in Maybe like a video where I just cut stuff together, kind of getting the, the stuff across and do's and don'ts. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we'll jump to, to Carlos for the first answer on that one. Yeah, I, I'll jump straight into mood boards. It's the cheapest, quickest thing you can do. Uh, after that, if they kind of feel it like, oh, this is looking looking good, then I'll, I'll try to do an image. Uh, just like one one image that for myself as well, it's something that I could feel like, oh, this you know, this kind of, kind of looks cool and communicates some some feeling. I think that, yeah, definitely we work in a visual medium and people um, people understand also visual if when you show them. Uh, and goes for like, you know, when we're doing story as well, it's like I drop images everywhere. Uh, if, if we have a script, I just drop images everywhere. So then we're kind of standing in the place altogether. We can like, okay, this is where we're standing. This is, they can start imagining it. That's a really good, uh insight there on the, on the scripts with images side of things um Frey? yeah i, I would uh, i would say mood mood boards are a great place to start as, as well especially for for the speed of it but 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 i have to to sort of maybe beat my own drum a little bit and, and say that like you can't beat concept for 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 like actual um, sort of cohesive art direction like all, all the mood boards are going to contain ambiguity and 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 uh, it's going to be like we want to take this mountain from this place and this lake from this place and this castle from this place. You know, like it's it's going to be. Uh, you you need to to get get that all to, together in a way. Uh, I think there is uh, also another another thing to keep in mind. It depends on who you're talking to, I guess. In in, in a way, like if if you're because because an art direction is something you're selling in a way. At least earlier in the game, you might sell it. To, uh, upwards to to some other stakeholders or even outside of your studio and and uh, or, or you're selling it to your team and 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 depend de depending on that you, you kind of have to take a different tone because because different people will understand things different and and, and and understanding that and tailoring it to so you can communicate what you actually want to communicate is kind of important I think. 
Absolutely. It looks like uh, Martin wants to jump in after that. Uh, yeah, what, what I usually like is my staple thing is to go to mockups with uh, with HUD and everything, because then you can, uh, or at least just an, an idea of what I was thinking, and then that kind of brings people on board and uh, kind of yeah, makes people kind of giddy about the project. And so I'm like, oh, it's actually a game we're working on and not just art in the sense. Awesome. Um, so, Martin, what are your thoughts on the uh, the answers you've got from that? I mean, we're pretty on board, but all yeah. of us. <laughs> like, <still laughs> taking it. Absolutely. Um, I'll actually throw in um, Ivan's question uh, here, because I feel like it's sort of relevant. Um, for listeners, Ivan Zakarov uh, unfortunately couldn't join us today, a lead VFX artist at Funcom, uh, but his com uh, question was how would you tackle the challenge of art directing projects uh, with a different styles? So I guess there's kind of comes on board with uh, like new projects and get everyone on board. Um, we'll start with Martin on this one. Oh yeah, I, I've been there quite a lot of times. Uh, jumping between projects for me, like that's kind of what I do. So it's like, uh, it is tackling like yeah, different sensibilities. So depending on the team, of course, uh, they're, they're all different skill set and like everybody has a style they like. Uh, so it all depends on like the team. If the team is ready for a new style, then that's kind of easy going, but like otherwise it's, it's a learning curve. So you kind of need to establish the, the style you want and then kind of teach the, the team in a sense where, where you're headed. So you could look at this, uh, go through this and kind of just check out this tutorial or something like that, just to kind of get them on board uh, with the style. So if it's like a very extreme transition, so to speak, if it's only like small bits and no problem. Awesome. So uh, I guess we'll go to Frey next uh, as concept director on this one. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you guys have uh, noticed any recurring or, or specific uh, challenges when it comes to, to communicating the art direction, especially if you're talking about communicating cross-disciplinary uh, communication with with uh, designers or, or, or producers or what have you. Does anyone want to jump in first on that one? I could uh, jump in. Um, I, I work as a UI lead, uh, like mostly on my day job. So that's kind of, I communicate with the art director quite a lot with the visuals of the UI. So it's, that's a lot of jumping back and forth. Um, for like, it's been, I've been lucky because the art direction and like the director himself is easy to work with. So it's been quite a smooth ongoing back and forth. So it's not been like a clash or anything. Uh, also, uh, we've switched styles quite abruptly from one project to another. So that's been a transition period as well. But uh, it's been like, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's just kind of, if it has to be done, you kind of need to go through the motions. Uh, it's, it's a difficult part, a difficult part. Like if the studio decides like, are we going to go from realistic to cartoony? That's going to be a little bit of a jump. Uh, so. Uh, if everybody's on board, it usually goes pretty smooth. Uh, Carlos? Yeah, actually, I um, since like when when I was working in a in a bigger studio, uh, I never quite had that problem because the I mean the, the art director would directly would would direct me. So you know even if I did something that wasn't aligned, he would redirect me. So I I didn't feel like I had any any issue talking to another artist. But since we started at Wild Games, so we had uh, a lot of coders. We have people that not necessarily speak on an everyday basis in a bigger studio. And I did have the experience that um, coders, they speak in a different way than we do. 
So they're very straight, very direct because they explained to me that, well, you know, there is only one correct answer to our job. Well, for us, it is just a million answers that could be correct. You know, it's so much depending on test, on taste. So we had at the beginning, remember, there were some comments of like, well, this looks ugly or uh, this, uh, you know, things like that. So I was like, well, I kind of feel hurt, you know, <laughs> but I kind of realized that, okay, we, we we need to kind of like talk about how to talk to each other um, because now we like crossing disciplines and, and it, it went the same way when I was talking to them. Uh, they needed for me to say specific words uh, in coding, for example, or, or just like an integer or integer or float and you know they, they they have very specific words for things and same way i told them like well if, if you want to give us feedback like it's ugly it doesn't do anything for us you, you need to kind of elaborate so i try to show them how to elaborate your idea if you if you feel you don't like it you know dig deeper this way and then you can give me some some feedback that is actually useful for me well it's definitely a really good answer there in terms of like uh speaking with uh, the coders and trying to translate between an art mindset and a, a very um sort of to the point mindset, uh, problem solving. Um, Frey, um, what are your thoughts on the answers there? Uh, Excellent stuff. Uh, I, um, I think that's one of the reasons we, uh, or at least one of the reasons, yeah, we uh, gravitate towards art is, is the, there's a lack of ambiguity in art. Sometimes, at least descriptive art, if, if, if you will, uh, that, that words don't really encapsulate in a, in a way their words are vague by definition and, and uh, I, I, I just find that my language is images that, that's that's how I, I tackle problems and uh, how I solve things and and uh, yeah it's maybe maybe this is some something of, of an advice for or building on the advice for a young art director is this or a budding art director is that like learn the words as well not, not not just communicate with images because you're going to be stuck writing emails and descri describing things in 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 verbal communication to people as well. Yeah, it looks yeah, like Martin. You wanna, Martin, you want to jump in there? There was one thing that helped me a lot uh, actually. I I took a course uh, for a year just doing uh, object oriented programming. Uh, I I suck at it, but it was very very enlightening, so to see. Uh, like. I can actually speak to programmers now, which kind of helps uh, a lot when when you have a problem or like just want to discuss a thing. You can actually communicate in a different way than you're doing with artists, uh, and it, it helps a lot. Not everybody has that luxury to go and study that, but it's a, it's a tip <laughs> for anybody who's interested. Definitely. Um, I just want to go back uh, slightly back to uh, to Ivan's question. Uh, just, just to everyone. Uh, I know you answered it a bit before Martin, so this, I guess this goes to uh, Carlos and Frey uh, about how you come up, go about setting on a specific art style when there's two that arise that are in conflict with each other. Uh, I guess we'll go to Carlos first on this one. Yeah, well, in my three years, um, or actually, I gotta say, like, I was I was doing a comic a couple of years ago, and I had had three short comics that were part of like a bigger, bigger thing. Um, and each one was a different style. So I, I didn't really thought about how I'm going to do this. I was just excited to try something different, find a little bit of set of rules in there and just go on, go with it. The, the easy part there is that I was just working alone with the writer. So there was no, and the writer, it was just like, yeah, great. Love it, love it, love it. So there was no, <laughs> there was no conflict. There was just like a very easy, easy path. Now working in the studio, um, it's, it's very different. We are two artists, and um, my my colleague he uh, he's a UI UX 
but since we want to have in the studio people that are multi-talented um we hired him because we we could see that he has so much potential and now that we're doing two prototypes and the other one has to be a different style i was like well Johannes, do you want to art direct? And he's like, yeah, great, let's do it. So that was my solution for now. Is that free? Yeah, uh, I, I think it kind of depends a little bit on on how you enter the project in, in, in a way. Like that, that's something that came to my mind. Um, it, it, if you're asked to do something that's already determined, well, like say you're asked to work on Zelda or something like that, which is very, very far from what I what I do, which is, has been always some measure of realism. Uh, in that case, you're you're working with an established franchise, and you have to sort of make it your own in a way. But you're still you're you're still gonna have had pretty strict guidelines to or or pretty strict rules to follow. It's it's a completely different matter if you if you start from scratch. And uh, in that in that case, I'm not entirely certain I would start by in that sense because that's not really what I do, and it's also very very unlikely that anybody would ever hire me to do Zelda. Looking at what I've done before. It would be very interesting in their part, but yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think after this uh, little conversation about, uh, you know, your experiences as uh, art in art direction and uh, challenges arisen, has anyone got any questions for anyone here that they've thought throughout the, the podcast? Yeah, I had a question. This uh, comes up a lot lately. Um, uh, we are seeing a lot of like AI generated images. I just wanted to see your thoughts of like, do you see this? more of as a challenge as in like oh my god like now it's going to be less art uh, concept artists out there or is this kind of like well we just have to use it for our advantage that's a, a really good one that's definitely something i've been thinking about um Frey. it is a very good question and it's a very hard thing to answer actually and we, we might be looking at a future where none of us have any jobs but but like um i i, I i'd like to take sort of an optimistic view of things and see and and I keep dreaming up tools that that could spring out of out of AI. Uh, there's there's already been been uh, AI tools in Photoshop, very crude ones, like for, to to be honest. But but there's been for, for several years that, that that do speed up some of the processes, and 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 um, and I hope to see more more of that, frankly, because it, they they remove a lot of the the tedious tedious work from from especially from concert but 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 it's in its current state i don't really see any sort of direct threat as as, as it were to to concept artists uh probably more to texture artists than anything else but 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 uh you know nothing's going to stay in its current state right it's it's going to evolve so so i i hope to see a lot of really really nice tools in the future and i trust that the industry wants to remain an industry that employs people uh, as, as well but yeah definitely uh it's, uh it's definitely going to evolve so uh martin what's your take yeah i look back at like the, the history because that's kind of my passion uh when the film came out everybody was like oh no actually photography that was uh, the first where like painters were a straw like they thought that their career was over because you can capture anything with this and then it kind of evolved into a new kind of a career for everybody who were interested in photography and the paintings still lived on and you still have people who actually do that and that's a little more niche now but still lives and you got like painting got digitized now so most of the stuff we do nowadays is digital so it's also a new tool and i see this as a new transition to like 
it's a new tool in our toolbox to kind of work with and kind of massage into whatever we want to use it for. Uh, I don't feel it's like end of the world for artists. It's just a new way of working and uh, just kind of need to embrace the transition and the future because everybody's just afraid of everything new. Uh, just, just let loose. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a hippie, but yeah, that's kind of how it is. Absolutely. I think it goes back to a um, phrase point before about uh, if you're a budding uh, artist, concept artist, um, learn words, not just uh, how to use a you know a brush and so i guess you have to uh, communicate it don't you to to the ai if you're using dolly for example exactly what you mean for it to kind of come back with the right sort of design well it's doing uh, better and better so now you don't even need to use words in some cases you can just add the reference pictures and kind of go from there uh, which is kind of scary but it's kind of cool as well Definitely. So uh, I take it your um, thoughts on AI is to embrace it fully. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm also afraid about it. I'm trying to just kind of be the, the one who kind of looks forward and not backwards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Carlos, what are your thoughts on that? I feel very positive, actually. I mean, looking at what it's um, how it's looking now and how it's going to develop, I think it's still it's still relying a lot on, you know, make me a picture in the style of this or, uh, you know, look at the Renaissance It's always there has to be some some back end to feed. Um, you, you cannot say like create something that you like, <laughs> you know, to the AI. So it's, I think that's where that's where we we, we come in. Um, but I also think and I, I agree with uh, I agree with you guys uh, with Prey Martin that the, I see tools in the future. I mean, and just now in the studio, we are like we nine people, two artists and our game designer. I believe it's actually two, two leads. They, we don't have enough time to create something that they are thinking about, but we have this tool so they can actually just type in some words and it's like, hey, I like this one. Check, check this out. This is what I was thinking about. So it's, it actually help, helps me because then I don't have to spend two days or three days painting something and trying to fetch what is it that you are feeling. You can straight up give me, a, give me an image and say, like, I like this. Oh, awesome. Uh, do you reckon you'll uh, incorporate uh, AI-generated art into your um, scripts when you're going through them and just put a, a quick AI image there? We already are, yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. I think I'll have to, uh, when I'm speaking to other art directors who are uh, a bit stumped with what to do, I might have to mention uh, use some AI in your, uh, in your scripts to build ideas. Um, does anyone else have uh, any questions they, they've thought of during the podcast they want to ask or any uh, points that stood out to them? No? Okay. Well, if it, it wasn't obvious already, I do. I really liked uh, Carlos's um, point about scripts and images uh, coming from a sort of amateur film background. So I enjoyed that. But uh, I guess we'll leave it there then. Uh, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast, and I want to take this opportunity to thank Carlos, Martin and Frey for providing your insights into the topic of creating an art style. If you want to get involved in one of our upcoming pop podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email at adam.miller-betridge at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.